This episode is kind of like a therapy session. You guys get to listen in on our therapy session Mm -hmm. with our friend and therapist, Kimberly Anderson. Spoiler alert, I am not cured by the end. Okay, that's really funny. (laughs) Uh Is there a cure? No, it's just improvement, and I'm not even sure I got that far. I think think by the end, I I sort of was trying, but... um, yeah. You know, it's kind of like that fake it till you make it. Ah, gotcha. Baby steps, mm-hmm. Shelly. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Baby step to mental health. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, Absolutely. Should we get to it? Let's do. Right on. Be right back. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, a podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. That's me. I'm Mary. I'm Shelly. We got a lot going on in this episode. Yeah. It's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, before we get into the meat, as you like to say. You love that word. I don't know why it I creeps don't know me what out a little bit. It is, because meat <laughs> curtain is also a word that we use. <laughs> Um, was there a better word than meat? The 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 heart of the it. The heart of it. <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into all that, we have a pod to pitch. We do. A good friend of mine by the name of Amy Stevens and her podcast partner Penny Sterling interviewed us last week on their podcast called Transformation Thursday. Mm-hmm, the name mm-hmm. of it is Transformation Thursday because Transformation Tuesday was taken. <laughs> um, anyway, they are incredible human beings. I think it was an amazing interview, and their show was really about transformation all over the board. Well, and they are both transgender. Yes. And that's a big aspect of the show. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So it's very interesting. And these two women are hilarious, by yeah, the way. Hilarious. Lots for of sure. laughing, lots of sarcasm, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I don't really get sarcasm. Um, oh. That was sarcasm that I just used <laughs> uh-huh. in saying that I don't get sarcasm. Well, thanks good? for clearing that up. You're welcome. That was also sarcasm <laughs> on my part. <laughs> Shit. Well, you're welcome. Wham. Oh, more sarcasm. (laughs) We could do this all day. Maybe not. Okay. Uh, Anyway, so that episode, I'm sorry, I'm not exactly sure which day it's coming out, but it will be before the end of the year. So give their podcast a listen and listen for our episode and let us know what you think. Okay. Is it going to be like titled Latter-day Lesbians or anything? Probably. You could could probably find it. Just look. Uh, We don't have a lot of info. It's Transformation (laughs) Thursday with Amy Stevens and Penny Sterling. Also, we interviewed Amy Stevens uh, about a week ago, and her episode will be out in the new year on Latter-day Lesbian Podcast. So there you go. Yeah, we got to get on that. You have to send me that audio file. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amy, send the file. No, she she did. did. (laughs) She sent it to you. 
You have it. You're hoarding the audio file. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> well, you can send it to me. Okay. I do know what to do with it. I will take care of that. Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Lovingly. Lovingly. Oh, oh, yeah. Of course okay. I want to make out. Let's Always. Okay. So, Shelly, we have a special guest on. I'm super excited about this. We've been promoting her for a while. She's a friend. She is a listener, as it turns out. Mm-hmm. She's also a patron. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have just come to know her, and we are just in love with her. She's so dear to us. And it's Kimberly Anderson, and we're going to let her introduce herself. Wait, I haven't even gotten to say anything. All right, what would you like to say? I was going to say, I love me some Kimberly Anderson. Okay. She's, she's been around since the beginning. She and I became uh, Marco Polo friends from Go. Weren't and you guys in a, either an ex-Mormon group or a podcasting group? How did you get to know each other? I I don't know. I think she was just extremely attracted to me. And oh, she's raising her hand. Okay, Kimberly, go. How did it come to be? Well, I kind of I the truth be told, I kind of forced myself on you without consent. That's true. <laughs> and I said yes. So I mean so, so actually, there was like there was like a delayed consent and it was it, we're all worked out fine. I what it was was I started listening to you guys and I'm like, okay, I need to know you, like in like for realsies. Aww. And so I reached out and I'm like, okay, um, yeah, we need to know each other. And so over the course of weeks, months, years, minutes, seconds, we just developed a friendship. And it's just been so lovely. It has been. It's interesting. You know, you kind of run across people in your life that you think, I need to know that person because we're going to have a lot of things in common. And other than that, there will be like a deep connection aside from all the things we have in common. And when I first started hearing you guys, I knew that about Shelly instantly. Mm-hmm. And I also knew it about Mary. Aww. The jury was still out on Mary a little bit, but I knew that <laughs> that I would connect with Shelly because of our Mormon background. Yeah. Oh, true. Yeah. But as I've gotten to know you, Shelly, and then also just the lovely Mary and all the hard work that you guys are doing uh, on the podcast, my heart just goes out to you. And I just love everything that you're doing, even the irreverent parts. I mean, especially the irreverent parts. <laughs> <laughs> the irreverent Aww. parts are what make us kind of, you know. Tabasco sauce of of the Mormon language. This is this um. is true. And since we go back, I want to say so far, it's mm-hmm. what, like almost months. a year, maybe. Um, but <laughs> all those months. But, I mean, you are one of the few people that I spend a lot of time in Marco Polo. So that those of you who don't mm. know what Marco Polo is, it's it's like a like they Snapchat need to sponsor us. for grownups. But something that's great for me with Marco Polo is it's basically like texting, but you leave a video and audio, video and audio. Yes. So when I'm telling Kimberly all these things, I'm just unloading everything off my chest, everything that's great, everything that sucks, everything, and then she can just choose to reply whenever she gets around to it and vice versa. So she has been one of those that has just heard all of my complaining, all of my excitement, all of my drama. And so she really knows me more than most people who have only known me for a year. So having her on the show is very special to me. Aw, I love that. That's lovely. And sometimes I chime in, you know, just for the fun banter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'll flash my boob. (laughs) Have you done that? I live for those moments. <laughs> live for those moments. <laughs> Under boob. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty good boob, got to say, mm-hmm. as far as boobs go. Mm-hmm. You know, the fun thing about the Marco Polos, though, honestly, is like, I'll be driving down the road in the car, and uh, some 80s funky thing will come on, or some 80s pop song will come on. I'll just, like, crank up the radio, and I'll turn on the Marco Polo, and I'm like, Mary's want to hear this. Shelly's going to want to hear this. Mm-hmm. Let's be dancing. And then she'll come back, and she'll have her thing, and we'll be like, yeah, this is cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. On a serious note, the Marco Polo as an app, I mean, I'll, I guess I'll pitch it, and you can put this in or not if you want, but this is absolutely true. When you are talking to Marco Polo, you're essentially talking to yourself because you see yourself on the screen. Yeah. No, you're right. 
And you also know that you have the mic literally as long as you want it. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. when we talk to ourselves, when we see ourselves and we have the mic as long as we want it, we kind of tend to get a little introspective. Absolutely. There have been some actual legitimate therapeutic interventions that I've done via Marco Polo. Nice. uh, Whether they're clients or not. I've actually done suicide assessments on Marco Polo. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There is something different about Marco Polo in that... Because you're sort of leaving a message, you're you're watching yourself talk. You're seeing your you're seeing your emotions, but you also don't have the block um, of the fe- or the fear of that person right then and there looking at you talk. Right. You know, it kind of yep. buffers that uncomfortable. Well, it's like uh, um, it's like a FaceTime messaging system. I'm surprised Facebook didn't already come up with this. Dumbasses. It's yeah. weird to me. But anyway, come I on, love Zuckerberg. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's also like Snapchat that sticks around. It's true. Yeah, yeah I have. Uh, we're going to publish chat that sticks around. It's <laughs> their new slogan. <laughs> T-shirt. Yeah. That's All right. Hilarious. What are we drinking? You're say, taking right. a slug there. What are you oh, drinking? Yeah. I'm drinking. What's the brewer of this? Oh, shoot. This was in Richmond. After Richmond Pride, we went to this brewery. I can't think of the name of it. It'll I'm come to blanking me. too. Is it not on the can right there? Uh, anyway, it's a yellow lambic beer, which means that what the hell does that even mean? But it's charcoal. There's, char- <laughs> there's charcoal in it. If you poured it in a glass, but I'm being trashy and going straight from the can today, if you poured it in a glass, it's gray. It looks like charcoal liquid. Yeah, so it's good for you. Yeah. It's a health yeah, It's healthy. Yeah. It's clean. Yeah. It is so good. It's a sour, yeah. and it is super amazing. <laughs> I'm drinking a nice dark blend from Lavazza mm. with a, a healthy squirt of Hershey's chocolate in it. Have you tried the new lesbian blend from, <laughs> from apostate, apostate coffee? I have heard miraculous <laughs> things about this. Right. And I, it's on my list of things to start purchasing uh, once the sponsorship becomes final and you can make millions of dollars from my single purchase of half bound bags. <laughs> I think I by the time wait. this comes out, it'll definitely be available for purchase. I yes. think it's available for I purchase think it's already. Like, as of the last three minutes. so um, Which would be like a week ago. Yes. <laughs> we it's love- fun to have a, like a little time machine that we yeah, did on these exactly. podcasts. Oh, it's so fun. Like when this comes out, it'll be after Christmas, but Merry Christmas and uh-huh. Valentine's is tomorrow. And yeah, it's, it's like weird it's voodoo magic. We're not sure when it is. I love ever. it. It just fucks with everybody's brain. <laughs> what day is it today? Yeah. yeah doesn't really matter, does it? Oh, I am drinking, by the way. Oh, what are you no doing? one bothered oh, to ask me what I was drinking. Mary. Oh, no, 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 no. What are you Mary, drinking? What, the, what drink is thou, Mary? <laughs> what drink is thou, Mary? Okay. It is. Um, Behold, what is before me? The handle pulls my Wow, have you done some, like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to use that tonight in bed. I feel like Kimberly Anderson could do Dungeons and Dragons role-playing or something Oh, I got a 20-sided die right here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Any rune stones over there? I don't want to know. Oh my gosh, I I love it. some selenite on my counter right next to me. (laughs) What the fuck is going on right now? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, back to regular uh, American English. Okay, sorry. (laughs) What you got in the glass over there, bitch? uh, Yep. Uh huh. I got a little uh, deep eddy, ruby red grapefruit. I said deep and eddy. (laughs) (laughs) Mixed with uh, club soda and lime, a generous lime squeeze. It's delicious. Deep eddy, club soda, and lime. Yeah, deep eddy is a uh, ruby red grapefruit vodka. Mm-hmm. They have other Ooh, flavors. They have yummy. other flavors too. You can get it on the airplane, by the way. You can, but not if you fly Southwest. Frontier because they can kiss my ass. <laughs> um, oh, so we should talk about Kimberly. Um, kind of the point of having you on today, not just that oh, we yeah. love you and we've been wanting to connect with you for a very long time, which is true. It's all mm-hmm. accurate. But you are a therapist, and I want you to uh, 
introduce yourself and t- tell all the titles because I'm going to mess it up. Well, it's it's funny. I was counting the letters, actually, that I now possess. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a Bachelor of Arts degree. So there's two letters, BA. I have an MFA. So there's three more. Okay. I don't even have an MRS anymore. <laughs> I don't have no, shit. Yeah, no, do anything. I. I don't have the MR either. Good job. But we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. But I'm currently a practicing marriage and families therapist in the San Francisco and Sacramento areas. I'm working in eating disorders and behavior health with youth, adolescents, and adults in residential treatment centers. That's awesome. I became a therapist after a 30-year career as a photographer, commercial photographer, and teaching for about oh, eight, nine, ten years at the university level in, in Utah. And uh, the thing that pushed me to becoming a therapist was this Mama Dragon Story project that I did, this documentary piece, and interviewing all these Mormon moms of these queer and trans kids. After interviewing 137 of them, I was kind of like, okay, Kimberly, you got you to gotta do something with this. Mm. You can reinvent yourself, and, and uh, you can have a sustainable career moving forward that doesn't rely on teaching adjunct, uh, doesn't rely on lugging camera cases around, doesn't rely on traveling the world, scraping for jobs, but you could be something really, truly beneficial to LGBTQ kids and Mormons and former Mormons and whoever I you know, am able to work with. And so I thought, you know, I'll become a therapist, and so I enrolled at University of San Francisco. I just graduated in May of 2019. And I'm um, now working as a practicing therapist here in Northern California. It's been absolutely fabulous. That's awesome. Congratulations, yeah. by the way, on, on graduating. Thank you. It has been the most painful thing I've ever done. Mm. Actually, no, that's not true. Let me yeah. think about this. Maybe it's been the third most painful thing I've ever done. Okay. But yeah, it's been a remarkable process. I'm super lucky. It's interesting uh, to think about this. Almost everyone needs a basis or a basic understanding of psychotherapy and communication and healthy relationship styles. This is something that I never got when I was practicing as a Mormon. Mm-hmm. You know, we went to church every week for three hours, and it seemed like we went over the same thing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Nothing was new. Every four years, you rotated through the same manuals. And I started thinking, what is out there that's other than this that can be beneficial during this time? Yeah. And I had thought many times during my education, uh, as a therapist, it would have been nice to have covered at least some of these things in elders quorum, in Sunday school. Oh, yeah. God, if you added up all the hours spent sitting all at the church. Hours. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. And just a minimum of psychoeducation mm-hmm. would just be so revolutionary for Mormons in the pews. It would transform literally, I think, every marriage. I think it would transform every parent-child relationship. And I think it would make the church as a whole stronger just to kind of go over some basic psychological things that really have um, benefit just for improving communication styles. Yeah. That's an interesting idea. I wonder what that would look like within an approved Mormon framework. Well, I know what it looks like in a non-approved framework. That's how my practice is. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) I think you could make it in an approved framework that probably wouldn't look that much different. Mm. The, the challenge I think that the church would have with something like this is it's, it's all about self-empowerment. It's all about differentiation. It's all about learning to think for yourself. They don't want that. It's all about introspection. Right. And the church doesn't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Right. We don't want you to think for yourself. No. And we don't want anyone to be different. Mm-mm. And how incredibly contradictory and ironic at the same time. Is there a word that encompasses both of those things? Contravonic. <laughs> Contravonic. Oh, note to self. Contravonic. The most contravonic thing about Mormonism, I'm going to just start using that from now on. I don't know why you threw a V in there. It's controversy. Oh, yeah, contravonic. No, I was right the first time. Yes, you were, word inventor. Take that out, Dan. Okay. (laughs) I'd say leave that the fuck in, Dan. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. 
<laughs> so the contravonic thing about Mormonism is Mormonism was founded on this kid jumping out the window and finding out how he could fly, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't expect that of anybody else. Only Joseph Smith. Oh, yeah. that's true. Only yeah. Joseph Smith got to go, yeah, you know what? I don't think all these churches are correct. I'm going to find mm-hmm. out truth for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because whether any of that story is real or is not doesn't matter. It's the fact that the church teaches that this is what happened. He was like, no, none of these churches are for me. I'm going to go to God. I'm going to get my own inspiration. I'm going to do my own thing. But you better not fucking do that nowadays. Hell no. Yeah, that's no, true. No, no, no. We'll tell you who to listen to now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in charge of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So back to me, I guess. So now I'm a marriage and family therapist. Because I have this education in photography and art and teaching and all these things, I do a lot of art therapy. That's cool. In, in the trauma recovery that I do, the trauma healing work that I do. And I really appreciate the background in the art yeah. that gives me some additional skills that are kind of fun to play with. Uh, and the clients, I think, benefit from that other life that I lived, that other training that I've had. Sure. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really appreciate about my life now is literally everything had been taken away from me. Yeah. Wow. Nothing from my prior life remains. So in this current iteration of who I am, I kind of have a really uh, luxurious position of doing whatever I want. That's beautiful. And taking lots of risks. Right. I I have nothing to lose. Wow. And I have everything to gain. What a beautiful way to look at a life situation. I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. would say, I have nothing to live for. And right. you are, I have nothing to lose. Yeah, It's a completely different way of looking at a situation. It's beautiful. Yeah, or people would stop at everything was taken away from me. And that's the end of the story, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I love the way you've turned it around. I think people are going to be left hanging a little bit if we don't dive into a little bit, at least, of your background. Yeah, do you want to talk about anything that you are comfortable with sharing with our listeners? Well, my first pony's name was Pinion. <laughs> She was a Shetland Welsh pony mix, and she was white, and she was the most darling thing ever. And that was the beginning of the trauma. That was the (laughs) beginning. Sad but true. Oh, Oh, man. Pinion. So I was raised in northern Utah on a horse farm. My dad was a researcher at Utah State, and uh, I was raised as a boy. Lived learning how to masquerade as a boy and as a young man, and went through all the things that uh, the Mormon young men do. And uh, ended up getting married to a lovely person, a lovely woman. We had two beautiful children. I just loved them to death. And um, we were married for 20 years. Lived in Salt Lake, Portland, Las Vegas, moved back to Salt Lake City. And then as, uh, you know, 20 years and our marriage is coming around and our kids are kind of in high school and starting college and my older son's on a mission, I am kind of faced with this dilemma of uh, this is probably a really good point in my life to start transitioning Mm -hmm. and living my authentic life and living as Kimberly and living as a woman. And so, of course, um, that's a completely traumatic event for uh, most true-believing Mormons, which my wife was, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, and my children, I think, mostly were. And uh, so that transition has left a tremendous amount of pain in its wake and uh, has left uh, the relationship with my children largely ruptured. Mm. And so we're working on a, at least I have a plan of about a 30-year plan to reheal and reform those relationships. Um, my parents and I haven't spoken of any you know, matters of substance in years. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, my siblings and, uh, and I haven't spoken of at all in about three or four or five years. And so one of the things that's interesting about my kind of timeline of my life is that I was an adopted child at five weeks of age. And then I was in the state of California's custody for five more weeks, and then I was adopted. 
So there are major ruptures in my Uh, caregiving, major ruptures in my bonding and my attachment to my caregivers that over time taught me not to do that. It it taught me that that wasn't safe. It -hmm. taught me that I couldn't trust anybody. It taught me that I shouldn't love anybody because if I did, that person would walk away from me and leave me and that love and that bond would be betrayed. Mm -hmm. And it sounds really horrible to think about this, that uh, a child could you know, walk away essentially from their siblings, could look at being disowned by their parents as something that's, you know, acceptable. But one of the things that my trauma has forced me to be able to accept is the fact that relationships are disposable, sadly. I don't really believe that. I think the relationships are the core of who we are as human beings. But my immediate relationships with my birth mother, my adoptive mother, my siblings, you know, those relationships to me, they were disposable because in the in the initial phases of me developing as a child, my infant brain development, I was taught that those relationships weren't constant, they weren't trusted, they weren't mm-hmm. trustworthy, and they didn't give me back the love that I needed as a child. So I was forced and I was trained and taught not to rely on loving relationships. Wow. Wow. And I, I really think this idea of chosen family is so important. Mm-hmm. As people move in and out of our lives and people's approval seems to matter so much to them, yeah. you know, um, that we really have to rely on the on the relationships that we can forge later in life that are so meaningful. Yeah, yeah. we might not share DNA with people, but you know what? You didn't anyway in your and family. And that's my point, right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No blood relations, no DNA relations. I don't know who my birth parents were. I think about my birth mother twice a year, once on my birthday and once on Mother's Day. Interesting. Yeah. Have you ever thought about looking her up? You know, when I moved back to Sacramento, this is where I was born. Hmm. And I've often kind of entertained fantasies of, you know, being at Safeway or standing in line at a supermarket and just kind of turning around and seeing the lady behind me looking at me and looking just like her. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. And kind of seeing in each other's eyes a recognition that we know each other, but from where we're not quite sure. Mm. Interesting. Of course, she would not be out there looking for a 51-year-old woman. (laughs) Yeah. She would be out there looking for a 51-year-old man. And so to kind of see me show up in her life at this point in my existence might be too much of a shock for her. Hmm. And so at the risk of another rejection, I've kind of decided to not look for her. And that makes sense. Yeah. My psychological well-being, my psychological stability is much more than just for me right now. It's also for all the people that I work with. Hmm. And so for me to risk that stability... By introducing a birth mother that may or may not reject me or accept me, that's too much of a risk for me to take for my clients. You know, that is so smart to recognize that. I love that. Very selfless, too. Thank you. Knowing the people that you help, you're like, I don't want to rock their worlds and uh, over something that may or may not go well. Well, and it's a anyway. great example of self-care. You got to be in the space to be ready for that, I would think. so. Or you could just tell her that there was a mix-up at the hospital and it was the girl the entire time. That's right. <laughs> that sounds like a Lifetime movie right there. <laughs> totally. Well, she did have me at her arms sucking at her teat for five weeks, so she would know. That's true. But what an incredible background. So after 20 know? years of marriage, I mean, I'm sure you didn't overnight come to the conclusion that, guess what, I'm I'm living a lie. I'm, I'm not a man. I mean, that is a long time coming. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I think I most definitely knew there was something up with my gender. Probably by around age four or five. Yeah. And I had kind of, you know, questioned things and over the years. And as I got more information and did more research and learned more about transgender people, learned more about biology, learned more about physiology, I kind of realized and understood and had to kind of also come to terms with this idea that I was not who I thought I was. Yeah. 
there was some fear wrapped up in that. Oh, for sure. The story of my life is really long and really nuanced and really complicated, as is everybody's. For sure. Yeah. You know, I do speak a lot and I do interviews a lot. And so what I'm trying to do now is say, you know, if you really want to know about my life, just do a Google search for me, do a YouTube search for me, and you'll find lots and lots and lots of different resources that I've shared with the world, kind of explaining about my story, my history. And I, I do that largely because I want my kids and my grandkids to know who I am. Wow. This is one of the few ways that I can leave a breadcrumb trail for them mm. that they'll be able to come back in 20, 30, 40 years and figure out, well, who is Kimberly? Mm, what yeah. is she about? Wow. Yeah. You know, it just, again, makes me want to say to anyone who says, why are you choosing this? Fuck you. Yeah. You think anyone would choose to live in pain if they felt like there was another choice? Yeah. To be estranged from the people that they love if there was another choice? You think anyone would pick that? Yeah. Nobody would pick that. Anyway, I just get so frustrated about that topic. Anyway, sorry, I digress. No, no, no. Digression is the name of the game. This is what we're here to do is digress. I do know this. One thing that we don't choose is our gender identity or our sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. One thing that we do choose is bigotry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We're not born bigots. No. No, we learned that. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. For sure we do. So that's my life. Well, I love it. Thank you. And you know what I love also about you, Kimberly, is you're so mm. gentle and you're so safe. Yeah. You're just such a welcoming, loving, kind, gentle spirit. And I love that about you. Yeah. Well, you're going to make me cry. So thank you. And thank you. One of the things that I've really tried to do, oh, wow, I really might cry. Do it. Um, this is a safe space. Mm-hmm. No, I know. And that's what I love about you guys, too. And we have shared some really tender things. But the one thing that I really have tried to do is emulate the spirit of Fred Rogers and just come at people with a foundation of love, a foundation of acceptance, a foundation of meeting them exactly where they are, finding out what about them is a challenge for them, hopefully hugging them and and holding them in the proper and appropriate care and just letting them know that whatever they're faced with or whatever they're feeling, we, you know, we can work through this. Whether they're working with me as a client or as a friend or as my child or as, you know, a partner, that's my goal is to just start everything with love and end everything with love and make sure that it just carries through whatever time happens in between. Mm, I love that. That's my goal. I love it. Thank you. And I think that is such a good message for our listeners, too, because... I personally, through this podcast, through all the letters that we read, there's a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. We encounter so much pain. Even on our Facebook discussion page, you can mm-hmm. see it. You can see that the way people react to one another slightly defensively sometimes. There's a lot of pain yeah. that people are working through. And uh, we just need more love and we need more healing and we need more acceptance and we need safe places to be able to say what we're going through and have that be okay. <sighs> In the words of Rodney King, can't we all just get along? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's the guy that got beat up in L.A. He sure did. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I I mean, it's such a cliche, but it's so true. Mm -hmm. I've realized from doing the podcast, especially, and as I've left Mormonism and kind of come into my own, that 
Leading with feelings and emotion seems to really work for me. I think it disarms people. I think when people are angry, instead of get defensive back, say, you know what? I feel this way because blah, blah, blah. When I talk about why I'm feeling what I'm feeling, it takes a real asshole to be like, well, you shouldn't feel that. You know what I mean? Like when you talk Mm -hmm. about how you are hurting and feeling, people tend to kind of calm themselves a bit and say, oh yeah, I've been there. Um, Versus, well, that's a stupid feeling. Yeah. (laughs) And I think the more people talk about feelings, the more people can connect with one another and there just seems to be more love. And kumbaya, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I call that an empathy building exercise, an empathy growing exercise. Very nice. And I think when we share our feelings, we give the person we're communicating with a chance to empathize. Nice. So, Shelly, this sounds like a good time for a break. I agree. We'll be right back. And we're back. Hello. One of the things that I really want to talk about with you guys is this idea of this environment that you've created, the podcast, the letters, the Facebook groups, the Patreon videos, the traveling to pride parades, the putting up with fucking Frontier Airlines. Was it Frontier Airlines? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. How many candles do you think you're burning at once right now? 47. <laughs> okay, 47. Rough estimate. Mary, what's your answer? Uh, I'm going to go 48. I just want to beat her Damn by it. one. <laughs> oh, Price is Right rules. Are we playing Price is Right rules? <laughs> She, she outbid me by da, da, a dollar. Da, da. Oh, that's the Family Feud music. Oh, We've gone over that. Ooh, nice. <laughs> Get up the brass instruments. <laughs> brass. Well, you know, trombone players can do it in seven positions. Oh. Oh, that's what I hear. Huh. <laughs> Rumor has it. How's your embouchure? <laughs> oh, my embouchure is actually in terrible condition right now, honestly. Well, I played cornet, so I'm. I feel you. Uh, I feel you on corn, that. Okay, so the cornet's an interesting instrument. You didn't quite cut it to the trumpet. Isn't that, <laughs> that what a paper it was? I was tiny. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And Rosemary Clooney sang the theme song of the cornet, uh, "Paper Towels." Did you know that? I don't know anything that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> like literally none of it. How's your Fetzer valve, Mary? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my Farford Nugent's doing just fine. <laughs> Thank you very much. We got to change that blinker fluid in your car there, Shelly. <laughs> There's no blinker fluid. I know this. <laughs> well, have you checked who your muffler bearings who lately? Who uses blinkers anyway? I mean, That's come on. true. We don't use blinkers. <laughs> well, I quit using my blinkers and the fluid went dry. <laughs> okay, so between my 47 candles and, my and 48. Mary's 48. Okay, back to the candles, yes. <laughs> That's a lot of candles. Yes. That's a shit ton of candles. Mm-hmm. Normally... We want to keep that to a minimum, like less than 47, <laughs> less than 48, somewhere around maybe one. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to make sure that we're not burning that candle at both ends, as the metaphor goes. Right. We want to make sure that we're kind of burning it on one end so that we can hold the other end. Mm. Yeah, it gets hot otherwise. Really hot. Yeah. And we drop it. And we could light the whole place on fire. Well, so literally, that's true. And that leads to the exact quote that I give all my clients all the fucking time. Don't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Yes, I'll repeat that one more time for your listeners who should be taking notes. <laughs> Don't set yourself on fire to keep other people warm. Hands in the audience, raise them high if this resonates with you. I see hands from Donnie and Billy and Susie and Joey and Sam and is this, Mary is this and Shelly. Mickey Mouse Club. It's Rapper <laughs> Bumper Stomper Boo. Tell me, tell me, tell me, do. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I'm Miss Julie. I see all the viewers out there raising their hand going, holy shit, this is me. Mm. I set myself on fire 
constantly yeah. to keep other people warm. Does that resonate with either one of you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it for sure Tell does. me about that. I mean, I'm going to step into full-on therapist mode here and use all the cliche language I possibly can. How does that land on you, Shelly? On me? So I feel like the podcast has taken over my life, and not all mm-hmm. in a bad way. It just mm-hmm. feels like I can't pause. But it's also that I don't want to. And that's the problem is I'm a pleaser. And so when people write in or people have questions or people are in the group, I just want to be there for everyone. And truly in my heart, that's that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, when I can't be there for everyone, then I feel like I've failed some people. And then when I feel like, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm there for everyone next time. And then suddenly my other hobbies and my children and my girlfriend, you know, whatever, they they get less attention when I'm giving so much attention to the podcast. So you mentioned your girlfriend. I'm going to direct it to her now. Hi. I think, are we talking about the same girl? <laughs> it's Mary. Okay. Mary, how's that, how's that land on you, this idea of setting ourselves on fire to keep other people warm? Yeah. Well, I will say that if Shelly and I didn't share this podcast, we probably would have broken up by now because yeah. we would just not have any time together right. that yeah. wasn't podcast related. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that has propelled us to do more and more and more and more and more is that it was such a surprise, the reaction yeah. we would have to this podcast. Yeah. We started uh-huh. out just as an experiment. Let's tell Shelly's story and yeah. see what happens. And what a beautiful experiment it's been. It yeah, has absolutely. been. Oh my gosh, my life has changed because of it. I feel like mm-hmm. I am more empathic. Mm-hmm. I am more loving. I want to make the world a better place. I feel like I might tear up right now because I didn't know that I had a goal in my life mm. besides a job that I enjoyed and people mm-hmm. that I cared for. Yeah. This is like my new calling. Yeah, Like truly. It is. Mm-hmm. And when the letters started pouring in and the, oh my gosh, me too, me too, all these people started chiming in that this was similar to their stories. Then I was like, wow, I am motivated by something so much bigger than me. Right. I want to end fucking patriarchy. Mm-hmm. I want to make the world a brighter, better place. I want to infuse more love into the world. I want us to all be able to share our stories and listen to each other and have compassion and just be better people. I want to be part of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had the regular podcast going, which took a lot of time to begin with. And then we had the brilliant idea of starting the midweek podcast, which was to read the letters. But we weren't going to ever not do that because it was just so healing and touching and connecting. And I mean, these are all good things. It's not like we're putting all of our time into just things that don't matter. It's a noble cause. Yeah. If I didn't think these things mattered, if I didn't feel like I was part of something good and part of helping people, because I love this. If I thought for a second it was just kind of bullshit, I'd have been done. I'd have been like, I don't I don't have time for this. But it is such an amazing thing to be a part of and to feel like we're actually helping people, and especially if like we're helping people like myself who were so, and still kind of are sometimes just so fucked up by the patriarchy and by Mormonism, but we do get tired. Mm-hmm. It is also emotionally draining. And I don't I don't like the way that sounds because I'm not resentful of people who give us their emotions. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it to me. That's a gift when someone opens up to me mm-hmm. I, and, I, mm-hmm. and I hold it so tightly and I'm so grateful. But I process these things that people tell me and I relate them to my own life and I, I try to help come up with ways of helping them to feel better and see things and feel connected. And it's all a wonderful thing to do, but it also is work for me. It's emotional uh, work. A friend of mine 
She's a master of social work. Her name is Lauren Timmerman. She's from Baylor University. Uh, I want to read something that she wrote when, while she was doing a study of trauma and uh, natural disasters and crisis and crisis response. I want to read this paragraph to you. Cool. This is from a report she wrote. Compassion fatigue is displayed in professionals or volunteers in organizations that provide empathic services to those facing traumatic situations or any form of suffering. In terms of disaster and crisis intervention, this concept could apply to anyone who is providing disaster and crisis response, whether he or she is a 911 operator, holding command during an explosion, providing counseling support to natural disaster survivors, or stabilizing wounded civilians during a terrorist attack. Compassion fatigue is not limited to a particular branch of service, demographic, or job title. Anyone who responds with empathy to those who are suffering or have endured trauma may develop compassion fatigue. That's you guys. Yeah. It's interesting. I was feeling for what my response would be to that. And my response in my mind was, but I, I don't want anyone to think that I don't want to help them. Like there's still this just wanting to keep doing it. But yeah, like I'm tired. Yeah. Well, and here's the good news. We're never going to completely stop doing it. I oh, think no. why Kimberly wanted to talk to us today is maybe take a little break. Mm -hmm. That's all we're talking about here. My life has changed. Absolutely it's changed. Yeah. And this is something that I just want to do. I just yeah. want to do this. Oh, this is our forever job. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. And part of why we do put a lot of effort into um, reaching audience where they where they are, meaning these pride events or that podcast that sprung up in, in that Utah meet and greet from the Protect Every Child rally. It's I like we want to do that. We want to connect. Yeah. We want to connect to our audience. We want to put uh, time and effort into Patreon because we want to be able to pay for those trips, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And all this stuff matters. And reading the letters, I mean, we want to do all of that. Yeah, But I think what Kimberly has talked to us about recently and why we wanted to do this podcast is because we're going to we're thinking about taking a little a little break through yeah. the holidays. <coughs> <laughs> That's us already backtracking out of it. Look at us. We're like, we don't want to, but we need to. And this, you know, what's interesting is I think if you and I were on our own with this, Mary, and didn't have a good friend like Kimberly, who I've been open and honest with her about emotions, feelings, whatever, you and I would never even think to take a break. No. We wouldn't. And Kimberly... She put like that we, idea Like we in would just head. dig ourselves into a hole and die, I think, before we would take a break. <laughs> you would burn yourself up in order to keep other people warm. Yeah. Yes. And so Kimberly, listening to the podcast, and she is a podcaster as well. She knows the kind of work that goes into these things. She understands how difficult it is, you know, the videos and, and everything. She gets it. And she's heard my heart when I'm talking about things that I'm working through and dealing with. She is the one who has said, you know. You know, it's her fault. It is her fault. <laughs> fucking Kimberly. And you know what? I'll take I'll take all the responsibility for that. <laughs> As a friend who knows the situation better than anyone has said, you really would benefit yourselves and your listeners by taking a break and breathing a little and just kind of refocus and get your feet back underneath you and just just breathe for a while. Am I right, Kimberly? Well, let's do that just for half a second. Breathe in through your nose. Pause, hold, breathe out through your mouth. That feels good. I feel like we're feel listening good. to a Sleepy Shorts right now. I know, I know. <laughs> one more time, one more time. In through okay. your nose and hold and pause. Out. How would it be if at the end of this production cycle, every week, you had a chance to do that? God, wouldn't that be so great? <laughs> right? I think that... Um, 
a lot of the difficulty in this is that it is so time. Well, there's there's deadlines. There's always mm-hmm. a deadline between the two podcasts, and mm-hmm. we also have full time jobs outside of this and children. Oh, and you do? We do, and children, <laughs> and oh, Eddie kids? and Domino. Yeah, a dogs. Uh-huh. All the dogs. They're self maintaining. Uh, are they? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> they would just eat each other. They'll be fine. <laughs> I'm sure someone's ripping up furniture upstairs right now. Um, oh, good. Mm-hmm. So be Eddie, yeah, little shit. Yeah, he's a Domino's shit. the worst. <laughs> Look, they both suck. They're uh-huh. cute as shit, but they both suck. So let me talk to you about institutional and personal effectiveness. Yes, please do. We're going to jump into some data. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Okay. So a friend of mine whose father is a PhD researcher travels all over the country assessing corporate effectiveness, industrial effectiveness, interpersonal effectiveness. And he has found through his study and research that the optimal output for an individual or a corporation or a company or whatever is about 85%. Oh, shit, really? 85% is the optimal output. Wow. Hmm. What that affords you is some headroom when things get crazy. Mm-hmm. If you're operating at 95%, 98%, and a crisis comes along, how effective are you? How c- capable? And do you really have the ability to ramp it up if you're at 98% already? Yeah. No. You aren't. Yeah, and then when things slow down, if you're at 85%, you're still chugging along, you're still doing your thing, and then you can really maybe slow it down a little bit more when you can, you know, take a little bit of a break. Yeah. Clearly, uh, you know, when people take a break from whatever it is that they do, they still have things going on in the background that they're working on that will contribute to the thing when they pick it back up in the future. Absolutely. We have no intention of taking a break and not planning for the next podcast, we've got to plan our 2020 tours. It's not like we're going to do nothing. We just need to. And you don't have to justify that to anyone. You know what? I do. I feel like I'm, you're right. I'm just, here I am justifying. Like, <laughs> I was yeah. going to just push back on that. Thank you, Mary. One day you'll be a great therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and she can therapize me because I fucking suck. <laughs> don't therapize me. No. That's the language we use with each other when, when therapists get together. <laughs> I literally am so afraid to say the that words. I, yeah. Uh, Why? Because I'm going to disappoint people. That's that's it. Why does that make you afraid? We're going to push. I'm going to make you be a little bit vulnerable here. Why are you afraid? I think people will be disappointed and not like me as much. Why is that frightening to you? Because I need people to like me because I didn't think people liked me for most of my life. Why? It makes me feel valued when mm-hmm. people like me. And why is that important? To feel valued because mm-hmm. it's a new feeling for me. It's a beautiful feeling, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like people finally value me for actually myself, who I am, not for my pretending to be the best Mormon in the world. Like Mm-mm. I think people genuinely like Shelly. They like who I am. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid to offend anyone or to make anyone feel like, well, if they're taking a break, then I'm taking a break. It might be beneficial for them to take a break. Sure, sure. But I mean, when I say take a break, I mean like they're going to be mad and they're not going to ah, listen anymore. I'll show them. Yeah, I'll show them. Well, I just won't <laughs> listen. I'm going to pull my name out of Patreon and I'm not going to listen anymore and I'm going to unsubscribe and I'm going to write a bad review. And the thing is, is all those little things I just mentioned in the in the broad scheme of things, it doesn't really matter, but it would hurt my feelings immensely. Why would it hurt your feelings? Because I'd feel like they don't they don't like me. Like I didn't give enough to have them hang on for when we come back. Like I didn't do enough. Right. We are afraid of being rejected. Yeah. Because we know when we're rejected, we literally, in our primal brain, we know that when we're rejected, we run the risk of dying, of death. Mm. It's a primal fear. We need to be included. We need to be loved. Yeah. Yep. 
we please others so that they will love us, mm-hmm. so that we won't die. Wow, yeah, that's true. Because we have this primal need to be part of something. Mm-hmm. Which we carry in our brains because we have a lizard brain inside our skull. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's the uh, it's the you human that would didn't die. have a tribe that would mm-hmm. die. Yeah, that's right. The first one to get picked off by the jackals or whatever. Jackals, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking saber tooth tiger, but we could go jackals. <laughs> okay, I okay. said T Rex, and I was like, "Well, you know, technically, Mary, the T Rex existed sixty million years ago." <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was Shelley's comment. <laughs> And they have those little arms. I don't think they could grab you anyway. That's true. And now I'm thinking of Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. But literally, mm-hmm. our limbic system, our lizard brain, is desperate for us to stay alive. Its only job is to make sure we're safe. And when it senses a threat, when it sees that we might not be safe, when it sees that we might be kicked out of the tribe or the group, when it sees that we really run the risk of dying, it does everything it can to make sure we are doing all the things so that we're liked and loved and appreciated and needed so that we'll be included so that we won't die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We set ourselves on fire to keep other people warm because we don't want to die. Mm. You're yeah. not going to die, Shelley. <laughs> I'm going to die a slow, lonely death. <laughs> that may be true, but that's another podcast. <laughs> Shit, Kim, <laughs> Surrounded by everyone who loves and adores. Right, that's my point. Yes, yes, yes. So how do we go about, since this will likely be our last episode of the year. I love that you just said that. Well, notice I said likely. (laughs) I want you to say it again with the word likely taken away. Check this out. Listeners. This is our final broadcast, podcast. Not really. Is it a broadcast? Oh, good Lord. You're capitulating already. Say it. I know. This is our final episode until the new year. Yes. I said it. This is our final regular episode. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Well, we're still going to make after show videos. Yeah, we're still going (laughs) to (laughs) do Listeners, it is now up to you to go back and listen again from the beginning because you will not be getting any <laughs> new how episodes. How about try out a new podcast? Maybe play a song on the radio. There's other stuff to listen to. Sure. There is? I'm just, uh, no. <laughs> well, there's Kimberly's stuff. She's great. Uh, but this is our last release of 2019. Now breathe Boom. in, in through your nose. I just got so nervous when I said that. Like, you did? That, and You're, that's not why no, You're not this, breathing. You're not breathing. Seriously, this is why I'm having you breathe, because I know that was traumatic for you. That was fearful for you to say that. So what I'm trying to do is calm you right now. Breathe in through your nose right now. Pause. Breathe out. Kimberly, tell the listeners why it's okay for us to do this. <laughs> I need you to validate. Well, okay, dear listeners. We love you. you. We love you. you, dear listeners. We adore you. And you know why I know that? Because I'm one of you. It's true. We rely on Mary and Shelley. We rely on the community, the group that we've built through them. We rely on this community to share each other's pain. By the way, that has a name. It's called trauma bonding. Ooh. Oh, It's a really important thing that we do. We bond over our trauma. We bond with people who know what we've been through. We rely on you guys for this really beautiful community. However, we also want to recognize your humanity. We want to recognize that you are burning the candles on 47 ends, and then it might be beneficial. You might find it beneficial to slow down a little bit. So if 85% is a good, healthy target, currently, are you at 90%? Are you at 95%? 
Are you at 115%? It's up there. It's up there. We're at the percent where if something like a small thing goes wrong, like if our editor is going to take an extra day to get something out, or if I'm sick and can't record the next day, there's almost full-blown panic and depression and like, I've got to get this done. Snap. I've got to get this done. Mary gets real snappy. I snapped at you in Phoenix. That's trauma response. Yeah. Okay. Those are trauma responses. And if it continues, you'll start to resent the podcast. If it continues, you'll start to have contempt for the listeners. Yeah, we don't want that. And then you'll burn out and you'll yeah. quit doing this and you'll be mad that you ever started it at all. So you're kind of in this really precarious point where if you continue at the rate you're going, you will crash and burn. Yeah. And your relationship will suffer. And the relationship with your kids will suffer. Mm-hmm. And the relationship with your employers will suffer. All true. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, listeners. So no arguing with Kimberly Anderson. She no. knows her shit. I'm writing these guys a note. <laughs> it's our prescription. It's our your prescription. Prescri- I'm writing you a prescription to slow the fuck down. And drink more beer. <laughs> okay. Always. Yes. <laughs> I can't promote or endorse alcoholism, but if you can stop short of <laughs> oh. that, I would promote that. Yeah. How about you just say drink more and leave it blank and we will fill it in. How about this? Breathe more. There you okay. go. All right. Drink when appropriate. <laughs> and slow the fuck down. I like okay. it. You know what? We are going to be using the time wisely. Not that I'm justifying. Oh, you're do... justifying. She's justifying. Well, <laughs> I have been wanting to do more uh, after show videos. That's I really true. have. That's true. And that's something that I want to do. And it would be nice to film them when we're not like, shit, but we've got to get the next podcast episode out. We don't have time to film. Mm-hmm. It would be nice to have some away from the podcast time to film um, some after shows for sure. Like a lighthearted Christmas carol video. Oh, God, Ooh. yes. Should we get matching Christmas ones? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just going to get like two teeny tiny red ribbons and put them on the end of my nipples. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, Dear listener, <laughs> visualize this. <laughs> Interesting. Are you going to spin them like in The Graduate? <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm just going to like do that, that, that spinny back movement where the boobs spin and the and also listeners if you are craving our voices you know we have a podcast by the name of sleepy shorts oh yes <laughs> feel free to get up close and personal with yeah. sleepy shorts maybe at we can uh record more of those during the I'd break love that we have a lot of stuff going on yeah we do. It's not just about this one podcast. We have other projects. Oh, so now pause, pause, pause. Are we now adding shit <laughs> yes. to what we're going to be doing on so our you're break? Take, we suck. You're, ta- you're taking a break from this so that you can go do other shit? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Did I you listen to your goddamn thing clients. I just said to you? Oh, fucking A. <laughs> Should we record this whole thing over no, again? Yes. No, they need to know how fucking psycho we are. Well, not psycho. I won't use that because it's not a clinical term. Oh, my God, Mary, we're such a fucking mess. <laughs> shit. <laughs> it sounds like a break is definitely necessary because we, we need an intervention. Oh, we do. We this is it. the intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Kimberly Anderson, and I'm at your interventionist. That's right. Welcome That's to my TED do. Talk. Oh, my oh, gosh. God. Okay, I do want to say this. For all you listeners out there who are not yet at the minimum $5 per month Patreon <laughs> oh, level, man. get on it because I will be sending out the Christmas letter. Is that $4? It's $4. What I meant to say was, <laughs> all right, <laughs> shameless, okay. absolutely shameless. All right. Okay, all of you not yet patrons or patrons that are less than the $4 level, I need you to understand something. <laughs> so I'm going to be spending the next couple of weeks putting together the most 
badass Christmas wow, letter. Wow, do you hear how she's promoting this thing? Well, she's adding uh, another candle to burn up all things. I'm going to be putting together the most amazing Christmas letter. There will be pictures. There will be memories. There will be a top 10 list of Philip-isms. There what? There's a couple goals yeah. for next year. It's going to be good, guys. Like Philippians 1-1? Philippians 1-2? <laughs> <Yeah, 1-2. laughs> oh, shit! Yes! Make it that. There's a couple of good Cassidy quotes in there, There's some too. good Cassidy quotes. We're going to do highlights. <laughs> we're, we'll highlight maybe some foom pods over the year, maybe some goals that we're setting, maybe some topless photos. I don't know. Uh, and it will be on nice paper, and okay. we will send it in envelopes like a real Christmas letter. Because you don't want to just do the trifold? With that's what sticker? I mean, like a trifold, but like a nice-looking one. Oh, but that's not necessarily an envelope. If they want an envelope, oh. they got to kick it up a buck. <laughs> that's true. Six bucks gets you an envelope, bitches. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, you are running out of time because I'm going to be sending these out first part of December. So please sign up by the end of November at the $4 or above, and you will get the fucking best Christmas letter ever. Whoa. All of you who've had the, the shitty letters, <laughs> I like... I mean, that's subjective. <laughs> well, I read the shit letter I got last year. I think it's subjective. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Hey, listeners, it'll be all about me. Love, Shelly. <laughs> Isn't that what they want to hear? Because then they're going to miss me while we take this damn break. Okay. <laughs> guys, guys. Kimberly's raining us in. Guys, yes, Kimberly. Guys. Breathe in through your nose. <laughs> Pause. Out through your mouth. We're really not good at this, Mary. <laughs> one more time, one more time, one uh, more time. Don't lump me with, okay. with your crazy. Now, when you end this breath, don't jump back into all the bullshit. Just pause and listen for a minute. <laughs> That's very difficult. I know. Do it anyway. Okay. You don't have to get it all done today. That's true. We don't. I was making a mental list of all the shit I got to get done uh-huh. by like yeah. 6 p.m. Yeah. Oh, yeah while right. you were breathing in and out during your Zen shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The pause at the top was a good moment to scribble things on my scratch mm-hmm. pad here. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. I'll send the bill tomorrow. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and you get, the friend, you get the friends and family price, which is double, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> well, Kimberly, we are definitely taking a break. I don't know if um, we can make Shelly's or my brains actually take a break, but it is a step in the right direction. Yeah. But this is the nature of who you are. This is the, yes. this is what you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is true. Mm-hmm. But you definitely taking a physical break will be a good thing and mm-hmm. we can recharge. And then if some weird thing happens, like the stuff that happened in Phoenix that we should talk about maybe in the Christmas letter, um, mm-hmm. I won't snap at you. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. This reminds me of couples counseling. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> I think if there was a ring on someone's finger, it would almost count as marriage oh. counseling. <laughs> I mean, maybe we'll have an announcement when we come back in 2020. Oh, I'm just saying. Get, wow. Maybe Mary will relax enough <laughs> to propose. You know, my last therapist didn't try to manipulate me into anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? I'm not your therapist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. I just hear those things being dropped in the podcast, and I think... <laughs> Someone's sending uh-huh. a signal. Someone's sending yes. some back oh, channel loud signal. and clear. Yeah, very loud, loud and clear. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That message has been received. Mm-hmm. Loud has. and clear. Loud and clear. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been good. I know we joke around a lot, which I love, um, but of it course. is nice to have just a good friend slash therapist that can see us sort of suffering and struggling and be willing to say, hey, here's something that might help you out. 
And I appreciate that, Kimberly. I really, really do. Well, I think it yeah. might be important to say that I didn't coerce you into doing this. No, you no, didn't no, at no, all. Of course you didn't. I just reached out out of love and compassion because I know what you do is so hard. This is something that we wanted to figure out how to talk about and figure out if we were even going to do. So mm-hmm. thank you for helping us come to this conclusion. Appreciate you. Well, thank you. This is an especially good lesson for our listeners during the holiday season mm-hmm. where things tend to get ramped up by like a thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, we're ramping down. So actually, I feel a little bit, now that I'm admitting that, yeah, we're going we're gonna to take this break, um, I feel a little bit more relaxed about the holiday season because we're going to be able to to handle it nice. and enjoy it. Okay. Oh, and that's the key word, isn't it? Enjoy it. Enjoy yes. it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you have a hymn book open? Because I'd like to end with a song. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my God. F- feel free to uh, chime in whenever you um, see fit, Kimberly. <laughs> I'm sure it. I have it memorized. What verse are we singing? <laughs> uh, just verse one. Okay. Mary, give me a, a middle C. Oh, really? Just give me a middle fucking C. Mm, that's what Kimberly is doing right now. God be with you till we meet again. Till we drink coffee again. Yes. <laughs> By his, his counsel, dark roast up hold you. Medium dark roast with the Stevia security fold you. God be with you till we get fucking drunk again. I hope that every time our listeners miss us, they will sing this in their heads and be pissed off that I put that song in their heads. Because it's a Mormon song. Wow. Way to induce trauma amongst your listeners. Yeah, no, that's great. Way to go. Well done. Wow. Kimberly, thank you so much. Yes, seriously, thank you. Shelly, it was so great having Kimberly on. I love Kimberly. She's fantastic. Yeah. No, -hmm. she's such a grounding force. Force? Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> to be reckoned with. Okay. <laughs> or a shining light. Whatever. Okay. Um, before we wrap this up, we should take a little break. Yeah. Yeah. Let's break time. Let's, let's break it up. And then we will be right back with some patrons and stuff. Okay. Be right back. We are back. So Yes, we are. Shelly, this patron section, Patreon section. Why don't they fix that name? It's a shit name. <laughs> it is a shit name. This Patreon section about our patrons, uh-huh. it's I know. shit. It is Patreon, dumb. your name is shit. We like what you do. We, we appreciate do, you. But that's good. That's dumb. Oh, well. It is what it is, what we have to work with. But it's really cool because mm-hmm. not only do we have, what, six patrons to announce? Six? A few more than that, actually, because there's, oh. there's a couple of double-ups, a couple of couples that have that have joined oh, okay. uh, forces to be one <laughs> okay. or something. Is that a thing? <laughs> I right. mean, sure. Sure. There's that, and we have a special promotion going on with our partner, Apostate Coffee. I'm so pumped about this. This is really excited. Do you want to do that announcement before we announce yeah, the Yeah, I'm going to announce that right now. So as you know, we have partnered with Apostate Coffee to create our very own lesbian blend. Mm, it's a magical brew. It's such I'm a magical brew. I'm drinking it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in celebration, we've decided to give away some coffee. Have, you know what? Consider it a 2019 going away present. Oh, like 2019's going away. And we are taking a little break. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so everyone listening, don't get too excited. We're not sending some to everyone. <laughs> I wish we could. I, I wish really we do. could, but we are sending out a bag of Lesbian Blend to all of our current $20 tier patrons. We are. We are. So thank you to all of you. You will be getting your coffee before Christmas. 
Mm-hmm. We also have one fifty dollar person that will get. A yes, bag of course. Too. Yeah, <laughs> twenty Fe- and up. Phoenix, you're getting some coffee. <laughs> we love us some Phoenix. Yep. Uh, but I just, you know, I wanted to be able to spread the love a little farther than that. So okay. decided that anyone who either increases their pledge from wherever they are now up to $20 mm-hmm. or joins brand new for $20 yeah. will receive a free bag of coffee. A free bag of coffee. The most delicious coffee on the planet. Well, it's lesbian. What do you expect? It's going to be <laughs> the most delicious. with more lesbians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so in order to get this coffee before Christmas time, you're going to need to get kind of on it because... You can't just go to the website, order, and they ship it. They grind the coffee when the order comes in. So it's fresh, fresh, fresh. This yeah. is what's awesome about going through Roasting a pasta coffee. Roasting and grinding is a fresh process. Yeah, they don't have like Bag, warehouses full of, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, no. Yeah. This is like, oh, you want our coffee? Okay, let's grind it for you. Get it ground, mm-hmm. package it up, send it. So it They'll take, let you know. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's not overnight shipping by any means, but it is worth the short wait to get the freshest coffee that you can. Makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. It's so, delicious. To recap, all of our $20 per month tier patrons, you're getting some free coffee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And anyone who wants to increase to 20 or join at the $20 level, you're getting some free coffee. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. And to sign up, that URL, once again, is patreon.com slash Lesbian. Thank you to all of you who are our patrons. Every little dollar helps to cover our costs, and to make us feel like we matter. <laughs> Which is really important to Shelly, as we've just learned by just listening learned. to this episode. Listen, when you support us on Patreon, I feel like I am loved and accepted oh, and appreciated. <laughs> Oh my God. No pressure. No, I mean, it was kind of true, sadly enough. It still is kind of true. Wow, honey. You yeah. might want to consider therapy. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Diana, just, are you listening? Actually, we, we actually had a couple of people drop off of um, Patreon. And when I see that in my email, I instantly go to see if they left a message as to like why they did. And if it's a message that's like, you know, financial difficulties or wh- whatever, something that I think is. I don't expect Are you people judging to... people's excuses? No, no, no. I'm judging myself for needing to feel better. Like, oh, oh. I thought you were just about to say, because it seems like a valid excuse <laughs> when it's financial related. No, I mean, I do feel that way because I messed up. It's not okay. It's not okay. I'll just get this clear. I know this is not normal or healthy. Oh, God. But when it's like, oh, I had to drop my sponsorship because my house got repossessed. And I'm like, oh, yeah, God, okay. It has to be that I could dire. see that. Then I don't hurt at night and cry. How about the cable? bill is more expensive than I thought, and so I needed to drop I mean, everyone gets to choose (laughs) what they spend money on, but I also get to choose how I react Uh to how people spend their money. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) No pressure, everybody. No, no. Clearly, we need to have more conversations with Kimberly Anderson to help me. (laughs) You're just looking for free therapy at this point. (laughs) I know. I honestly... Okay, um, having said that, let's congratulate and thank our new patrons. Let's do. And also, let's remind people that if you need to drop off of our Patreon page, it will be okay. Shelly will be okay. You take care of you. Everybody take care of themselves. It's going to be okay. And it's not a reflection on who Shelly is as a person. Can I add this? Mm -hmm. This will be helpful for me and you do not have to do this. But when you drop off, there's like a a review that you can leave as you leave. Just say something like, love you, (laughs) Shelly. You know, just something to offset my like, oh my, oh my, do you anymore? I know it's pathetic. Um, anyway, yes, just as a favor for me, if situations arise where you can no longer support the podcast, just say I love you, Shelly. Or you don't have to. 
Okay, everyone listening, you do not have to do that. Seriously. No, you don't, but I can put it That every- is called enabling. No, it's called yeah. me telling my feelings and people deciding how no, to react to them. No, that is called enabling. If someone doesn't actually mean that and they're saying it to appease you, that's called enabling. How about this? How about this? <laughs> if you decide you need to leave Patreon, leave us a remark as to um, why. Could be like, you know what? You guys just aren't for me. Oh, God, no, I would cry. <laughs> No, don't leave that. <laughs> okay. I feel like the listeners are getting to know me a little too well. Let's just read the names. Okay. Name time. <laughs> God, I we, suck. Okay. We, no, you just need their name. <laughs> okay. Let's just read the names. Okay. No one feel any pressure. No, no pressure. <clears throat> so here are the list of my new favorite people. <laughs> <laughs> Until they are not anymore. I mean, they'll still be my favorite if they decide to leave and say, listen, I lost everything in the stock market. <laughs> I'm eating cat food out of a can to survive. I just But can't. I still love you. But I still love you. And as soon as I find a good tent to live in, I will then show you my love by joining you at the $50 per month. <laughs> I'm kidding, people. Oh, my God. I'm kidding. (laughs) Cat food's nasty. Okay. (laughs) And we know this because... Somebody told me. Okay. All All right. right. Okay. Any of you, didn't anyone besides me taste dog food when they were younger? Oh, I did. I I had a kibble. I think it was Alpo. No, like the wet food. Oh, no. No? No. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Me neither. No, never. For some reason, that's gross. The dried (laughs) one's okay. Yeah, the dried one's just like dried out roadkill. It's... It's probably not for human consumption, I would think. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right, moving on. It's not the best cuts. It's not the best cuts of meat. <laughs> Patron number one, Jasmine C. Jasmine needs a last name to go with C. Isn't Jasmine... Caliente. Like- Hot. Right? You don't Jasmine, like that one? Jasmine, well, I was trying to think of it spelled with a K. <laughs> I don't think so. No, it's a C. Mm-hmm. All right. Jasmine C for Caliente. Okay. Number two, Diana F. F is for the grade that I got three times in a row. Oh, that's negative. How about fantastic? No, I'm trying to tell about how I flunked out of American Heritage three times at BYU. What a weird class. Does that just mean like history? It's like weird, um, super overly patriotic. We are God's country, American history at BYU. You three know, times no I wonder you can't like transfer any credits when you, <laughs> when you oh, leave there's BYU because these classes are weird. Like this is what? <laughs> but I have 36 credits of Book of Mormon studies. <laughs> oh, wait, Sorry, this is the real world. Those. It's a real yeah. world, Mormon kid. But I have 14 credits of sharing the gospel. <laughs> nope. Okay, so who is this patron again? Diana F. Okay, I think it stands for fantastic, because Diana, Diana fantastic. you are fantastic for supporting us. Thank you so much. True. Our next patron is very cool, mm-hmm. because the name is Jesby Cool. Jesby Cool. Oh, I like it. I <laughs> we like don't need it. to make up a name for that one. It's already mm-hmm. cool. Okay, the next one is a twofer, Tiffany and Lance. Okay, Tiffany and Lance. Thank you so much. They for might your be a couple. They might be brother and sister. They might be sister and sister. They might be. I don't. It doesn't matter. We don't. We don't know, and it doesn't matter. But thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. Along those lines is another couple. Okay. Dave and Shay. Dave and Shay. It's kind of like Dan and Shay, the country, um, kind of like pop country musicians. They're actually really good. Dave and Shay. Thank you. Thank you so much for your patronage. Appreciate that. The last two, and these came in order, is Jennifer B. And Jennifer B. Oh, 
wow. So how do we differentiate? They both need their own. So first Jennifer B, it's B like rhymes with Radley. And the second Jennifer is Jennifer B <laughs> rhymes with Owen. <laughs> Can we do that? Did it. Uh, so thanks. Jennifer B rhymes with Radley and Jennifer B rhymes with Owen. No? <laughs> There's something wrong with you. <laughs> Listen, I am feeling extremely energetic and I give thanks the to the lesbian. Could be the meds, but I think it is also the lesbian blend. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. That's Drinking got that me morning. all pepped up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> Definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you putting in this lesbian blend? Some good shit. <laughs> That's what I want to know. So, Jasmine, Diana, Jez, be cool. Tiffany, Lance, Dave, Shea, Jennifer, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you all so very much. All right. Did we get through this episode? Uh, oh, you know what I wanted to talk about really quick? What? Unless you've got something nope, else on go. your list. No, what's, what you got? Just was chuckling to myself about that ridiculous review we got this past oh week. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> what was it again? <laughs> it was it like, up. good job, ladies. Way to. It was so great. And, and we will be making a T-shirt. I mean, and I'm going to wear it. About the, not the enemy, not Satan. No, what was no, it called? No. The adversary. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> yeah. So this person by the name of Strive to Be. Strive uh-huh. to be what, dude? A douche? <laughs> Strive to be a douche. That's his new name. We don't know if it's a he or a she That's or a they. True. We don't know. One star this person leaves, and the title is Lots of False Doctrine. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and then the comment says, keep up the work of the adversary, ladies. You're doing a great job. <laughs> I... Loved that so much. And so I posted it everywhere, of course. And I have to say, the comments from people on like Reddit and Twitter and Facebook are cracking me up. Here's one that was pretty funny. Liar. Fanny Fact Check would never allow false doctrine to get through. (laughs) Or Bryce Blankenagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love doing work for the adversary. Pays well. Great benefits package. I love that one. (laughs) So I had a really shitty phone call with my parents last night. And so I was kind of down and then I was sitting on the couch and I was just going through social media and and I was reading these responses from people about this shit review and I was laughing so hard. So I want to say, I love me some Exmos. Yeah. You guys uplift me. They're the best Mos. Exmos are the best Mos. These comments just really had me dying. Mary and I were just cracking up. Yeah, really funny stuff. And we need to get that t-shirt out. Yes. We love you guys. Yeah. And a lot of you also um, were like... Well, I'm going to go on there and leave a five-star review. So thank you. Yeah. And also this douchebag who decided he was going to make this comment. We're now getting new listeners because people see this and they're like, oh, it must be a really good podcast. I'm going to check it (laughs) out. It's pissing off Mormons. I'm in. I'm in. I'm so in. (laughs) Okay. Should we wrap this one up, Shelly? Yes. We're going to miss you. Although we're, I still will be on Facebook, but... Um, oh, yeah. We're going to be on yeah, social yeah, yeah. media. We're going to be doing after shows. Yeah. Uh, we need to catch up on Sleepy Shorts. There's a lot we need to yeah, do. Yeah, we're going to so. be working. We're not like going... What do they call it? Air silent? Radio silent? Yes. We, well, we, we're not going radio silent. We're just... Nope. Taking a little break. Yes. I want to thank Leave It In Dan from Extension Audio and also thanks to everyone that's going to do it for this year. Mm-hmm. We'll come back with a season two in January. Love it. Can't in wait. In the meantime, steer clear of cults because they are no fucking a joke. No fucking <laughs> a joke at all. Nope. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.